Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Match Ball. The Match Ball is brought to you with Levi Solicitors. They offer you 10% off if you go through us, so head to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello. With me, Michael Normanson. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. Don't know about you. I think now it's all over and we know that we can't lose that game. I quite enjoyed it looking back on it. What do you think? Boo, nil, nil, boring, negative. Just trying to stay in the division, etc., etc. Yeah, it wasn't that like, wasn't like that though, was it? It was. That was, it was quite it was an ent- entertaining game. It's nice, I think, that we can almost go toe to toe with a side that's had that much money spent on it with an elite coach like Tuchel. I think we did all right. Shows we've got our own elite coach and some elite players too. Should they have kept Lampard? That's the question to be asked after that game because they they rinsed us in the first match, or maybe we were just better. Pretty entertaining, I thought. For a nil-nil, we could have nicked it. There were times when maybe they could have nicked it. Do you think it was a fair result in the end? I guess it probably was, just about. There weren't any outstanding chances in the game, I didn't think. There was There was Rodrigo's header was quite was probably our best one, and then best chance for them was when they got it in the box and all our players ran away. It was, uh, was, was it Havertz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then? Or was it Zayek? I can't remember. But yeah, it was one of those. But it was Phillips who appeared to be dealing with it and then just turned and ran, <laughs> and ran to mark someone else. And it was like, oh, oh okay. Just let him have a shot, are we? One of the funniest things I've seen us do, and we've done a lot of funny things since Bielsa turned up, and that was absolute quality. <laughs> that performance art, wasn't it? That yeah. I'd burst as soon as Phillips just turned and ran away. I just burst out laughing, <laughs> and no, still fully expecting the ball to go in our net, but just laughing my head off. And then, but Melier saved it as he saved pretty much. Every, well, he did save everything that that came his way, even if they were coming at him from behind off the bar. Off of, I mean, that was our other that was wild wasn't comedy it? moment of the of the afternoon. <laughs> what a moment! What I think that fixture might have done is maybe calm some of the nerves that were just starting to creep in. Um, securing a point like that against a Champions League rival, which obviously there will be next year. Um, I thought we really acquitted ourselves well, and hopefully, it should give people confidence for the rest of the games to come. Because obviously, we've got a difficult run, but there's a big one next week in terms of Fulham. If we win that, then things looking pretty rosy. We shouldn't need too much more in order to be absolutely guaranteed to stay up. We're a decent team, aren't we? Let's be honest. There's not any point this year where we've looked bad consistently. We've had bad games, but at no point do I watch us and think we are shit and we are going down. It doesn't feel like that, does it? Whereas I watched the second half of Newcastle last night and until Villa scored, Newcastle basically weren't bothered trying to win. win. They just were like, oh, well. Nil nil, it's fine, and they look like a shit team that might go down. We don't like the fact we're willing to go into these games and try and win it, and and also the possibility that we pick up points from games like this is just not something other teams do down the bottom. West Brom would go 
have Chelsea come in and just go, oh, well, we'll lose 5-0. That's fine. We move on to next week when we can maybe grind out a draw against Fulham or something. We we do have a chance of getting something from Chelsea and Man United and Liverpool. And I mean, Liverpool should be three points, to be honest, given the way they're performing at the moment. But we, we do have a chance of getting points from teams that other teams down the bottom half would probably not consider. That's it. This was the point I made in the run-up to this, was that the chaos factor maybe might play into it a little bit where we step our game up you know, after a couple of maybe subpar performances. And we did, I thought we, we brought pretty much our A game today um, in what was always going to be a really, really difficult tie. I mean, we had the ball in the net early doors, didn't we? Just about. Yeah, we could have easily won that game today and we could have easily drawn against West Ham. It was a corner and a, a penalty that did for us there. So there's not been these huge gaps between us that the results sometimes make you feel like, you know, a loss is a loss. And so trying to remember that it, it wasn't that bad. And then, but, but we do tend to have the other side that when our very rare draws do come along and sometimes with the defeats, we, we are still in that mode of coming away going, feels like a bit of a win. I'm sure we are all happier with that than Chelsea fans who um, a brief glance at Twitter suggests that then, you know, pissed off at life, but then they do support Chelsea. So standard. Yeah, being dealt a bad hand there. Tyler Roberts, man of the match in that one, probably one of the main talking points. I don't know if it was on BT actually. Do we know what the because we weren't watching the BT coverage where we were watching? Yeah, I think it seems NBC. To be... Jim Beglin gave it to Tyler Roberts mm. anyway, and with the Peter Drury was probably giving him a Chinese burn to make sure it happened. He, he was good though, was Roberts. He was unlucky as well. He's we we think he said last week that he just needs to have a break and for the ball to go in and another disallowed goal today. But I, I don't think it took away from his performance. I thought it was. Certainly one of our better players today. Disallowed goal and also his uh, chip off the bar that Mendy just got a a little finger onto to keep it from dipping in. So if it wasn't for Mendy's intervention, that would have been an absolutely beautiful goal. But there's very, for some reason, Tyler Roberts never gets them. They just don't happen. And then Mm. he'll have the, they highlighted the the brilliant touch he took to to run through. I think it was Dallas played a ball over the top and, put himself in and then when Click gave him a chance late on, touch wasn't there and it's always kind of just so close to uh, to being able to do it. But um, but yeah, with, with Bamford now potentially injured forever, don't know. Who knows? I mean, he could be back for the next game. He was trying to run it off, wasn't he? But um, he's got the, he's got till the end of the season really, hasn't he? And if he keeps playing like that, then that idea that Rodrigo's going to just come straight in and take his place back um well, I mean, Rodrigo couldn't even get through the second <laughs> half, so... Well, yeah, on, on Roberts, I think there you've highlighted the two chances that probably are, you know, a microcosm of Tyler Roberts as a whole. That chip was him at his best. The one where he took the brilliant touch on the left-hand side and then cut back onto his right. That finish not quite happening for him. It's just kind of willing him just to make that better decision or execute that shot slightly better. And that's about where he's at. Moments of brilliance, moments where you just wish his decision-making was slightly better, but... Overall, I don't think you can complain with that at all. He I think said, he's equated himself really well. He set up our um, best chance as well. I can't remember if it came from that good first touch, but when he uh, chipped the cross and it was headed back across goal by... Rodrigo. Rodrigo, and then it was... Who was it? It was, it was Rafinha, Rafinha had the shot and it was a brilliant save by Mendy. And that was all um, Roberts created that. But it's it comes with the territory of what you're trying to do. I mean, you saw... Rafinha today did a couple of things, especially in the first half where you stand up and you're thinking that's absolutely amazing that he's, you know, chipping the ball over players' heads. But then also there was another time the ball came to him and he tried to control it and just bounced off into the West Stand. So when you're kind of playing on the edge of trying to be creative and trying to be skillful, 
you're more likely to do those fuck ups than if you just, you know, in step control, square pass. Um, and Roberts being put into one of the most important roles in the team, it tends to um, stick out when it goes wrong. But yeah, when you, if you look for what you want from somebody out of a, a game, put the ball in the net and it was Bamford who was offside, but it was one of those where Bamford being offside was going to neither here nor there. If he'd been onside, I don't think the defender was going to get to him. So, you know, everybody finished it off as they should and then he created that chance that he chipped at goal for himself, made that happen when it looked like he was messing it up and it was a really good effort and then set that goal, well, set that chance up for Rafinha that Mendy saved. And if you come off at 90 minutes and say, well, you did those things, that's a positive impact on a match. So good. Do it again against Fulham, please. And, and given the recent debate has been about Rodrigo coming back and saying, well, he's likely just to swap them. Having seen them both on the pitch at the same time today, if you thought we'd paid £30 million for Roberts and we'd got Rodrigo from West Brom, you would have probably gone, all right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah let's, let's talk about Rodrigo, actually, because uh, he came on and he went off. He didn't quite, he didn't, doesn't look quite back up to it yet, does he? It's going to take him a little bit of time, maybe, to get the um, the minutes under his belt and to get back up to the pace of the team. And playing a new position as well today, because he's not been asked to do that before, has he? But coming in for Bamford, so it was it was a different setup than he's used to. He's he's not used to having Bamford there in front of him, so it didn't work though particularly, did it? I mean, he, that said, he still did some good things. He did the, the nod back for uh, Rafinha, and he did get away from his man on the corner when he should have scored. But yeah, yeah it that, wasn't great. That header straight at Mendy was a a bit of a shame. I'm not sure how much it was personal with um, Rodrigo going off, whether it was his performance in particular or that we needed something different because um, what happened when Click came on was that Click started getting in the faces of Chelsea's um, defensive midfielder and centre-backs to stop them from playing out as easily. So he was actually taking over Tyler Roberts' job rather than taking over Rodrigo's job. And then Tyler Roberts was just chosen as a better striker for the situation than Rodrigo. And Bielsa doesn't ever seem to want to play Rodrigo as a number nine. Um, so it was probably actually the change was click for Roberts, not click for Rodrigo. It was just for that to happen, Rodrigo had to get off the pitch so that Roberts could go and be a striker instead of instead of not doing what Bielsa wanted yeah, doing I mean, at we've number not, 10. We've not seen his post-match comments yet, have we, on this? And I bet you that's word for word. But, yeah, but but uh, we do know from experience he will turn around and answer it in exactly that way. He'll say, no, it was just about mm-hmm. with the players I wanted for the situation at the time. They need to get rid of his translator. Bielsa doesn't like doing the press conferences. I'll just go and do them. <laughs> that'd, be en- that'd be entertaining. I'm sure you'd be well-received um, on social media. <laughs> the, the 80s pop references would be a, a lovely thing for him to throw in there as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Bamford going off injured. That's um, that's not great, is it? Didn't look like anything was wrong with it either, did it? It was a, a nothing, a nothing tackle or jump or for sure though, the hips, hips or whatever. But yeah, it didn't look good, did it? I know when he came back on, he was he was trying to run it off, but he was basically just limping around the centre circle for five minutes. And then, well, it was prior to him going off, actually, wasn't it? When he chose to sit down in a position that was playing everyone's side, <laughs> he'd walked around for five minutes, be, being obviously injured. Then he was like, "And here is where I'm going to sit down." I was like, nope. Further up, any of the other places you were, just sit somewhere different. Run up to the attacking end of the field and then go down. But thankfully, Chelsea were fine sportsmen and kicked it out. And uh, Victor Orta and Thomas Tuchel exchanged pleasantries. Oh, thank you for doing that for me. Yes, thank you. No, uh, yeah, exactly. It's the gentleman's game, isn't it? Etc. Etc. Um, Pascal Strike, great game. I thought today played well in uh, in defence. Brilliant. Again, another one that you'd look at alongside 
Llorente, and if someone said you've got to pick the person there who has cost us millions of pounds and has played for Spain, I think you would have struggled. Llorente's defending is sometimes a little bit more comical as well. He's a bit more hands-on and sort of... It's hard to fully describe it. He's got just a bit of a crazy edge to his defending sometimes. Yeah, as yeah, Llorente. Yeah, yeah. He's quite good on the ball. But yeah, strike, absolutely brilliant again. And at centre-back, I love him. I think he's great. I mean, the... the- Benny looks tug of war that's going on over his services for international football makes total sense, doesn't it? I can see why every Benny looks country wants him. It does. Um, it's always interesting with our squad and the kind of the the emotion that goes into it because we worry about how much depth we have, and then you look at a team like today where the captain is missing uh, unexpectedly, and you have to put Stroik in there, and Yorente's uh, not played many games, so you you worry about that, and then with Alioski at left back because we've had to put Stuart Dallas in midfield. You start to think, oh, this this isn't great. And then they all play brilliantly. And you think, well, maybe we never need to sign anybody again. And it's kind of the thing with um, Tyler Roberts that sometimes comes up where I would say, if we're going to get rid of him, how much are we going to have to pay for a player who's that good, who can do those, who can play in those different positions and can move from 10 to 9 and, and do all those things at that standard? And you, you and you get a nil-nil against Chelsea that could have been a win and Chelsea could you know, probably be in the Champions League positions and they spend hundreds of millions of pounds assembling that squad and you kind of think, let's let's just stick with yeah, these. I, I, do, I do agree with you to an extent, but the, the point that you're making, I think you're almost undermining your own point because you need to spend 40, 50 million to turn that game from a draw into a win. That's the thing, it's the player who can... No, me- you, you need to chop the tip. If Mendy as a child had caught... His uh, one of his fingers in a vice, and it's, it had to be. He wouldn't have been a goalkeeper. So, I say. Oh no, it's because you, you do get that. I mean, you had um, Gordon Banks was a goalkeeper even after he'd lost an eye, hadn't he? See, it's something that comes with the territory of goalkeepers is they, they quite often have. He, lost, have. he didn't lose an eye playing in goal. It's worth saying. No, no, it was a car. It was a terrible thing, a car crash. But he played on perfectly fine. And there have been, you know, goalkeepers with all sorts of weird physical ailments that you know. Kiko Casillas. Um, Bandy legs, for example. In, indeed. So Kiko Casilla probably couldn't play on uh, the wing, left or right, because he wouldn't be able to run with those bandy legs. And if you just... and But Mendy could be a goalkeeper if one of his fingers was slightly shorter than the other ones. And it would be a thing that every now and then, you know, on the commentary, they go, well, <laughs> it's great that he's become a goalkeeper against the odds. And it would have meant Tyler Roberts' goal would have gone in. And then we win the game and then you keep your 50 million quid, spend it on sweets. So you're wishing a, a childhood CDT injury on uh, on a Frenchman? Not wishing it, just... Retrospectively. Yeah. If CDT's that, if probably that, not a thing anymore, is it? No. Woodwork, whatever it design, was called. Design tech, I think. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot... We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. One thing I did notice the corner that happened in the um, 38th minute was a little bit of zonal marking, which returns us to something we've spoken about in recent weeks when we've actually tried to talk about football and tactics and stuff. So maybe we need to now do another spin-off podcast where we talk about tactics and uh, formations and footballing actions on the field. What do you think? Probably not for me. Uh, if you can get someone else to come and do it. <laughs> I, one thing I did notice from that, I was pleased we were trying something different because as I was saying, it's not been working. I was less pleased that trying something different resulted in the ball going straight to their player, which it did. It felt, it felt a Rudy Guru didn't seem entirely ready for it but he, he was unmarked and in quite a bit of space in the box so that it didn't work then but I mean other than that they didn't have much threat from set pieces did they and they had quite mm. a few well the, the keen-eyed observer just to fill in the details on that one it was um, Rafi- both Rafinha and Rodrigo were stood near the near post marking zonally and both of them went to attack the ball that got floated in rather than picking up a man did you just refer to yourself as the keen-eyed observer so to the keen-eyed observer, if you, you were no, if you were a keen-eyed observer, after setting up saying I noticed at corners, but that is what I noticed. I'm saying if you were a keen-eyed, keen-eyed observer, observer, keen on tactics and like it's like being, having an owl in the room, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, the two of them. Normally, you get Bamford who um, hangs around near the post and will go and attack it, but there were two of them. So maybe they have had a little tweak and uh, they realise that a bit of zonal action might not be so bad. It's the one thing that that doesn't come up enough when there is the debate between man-marking at corners and zonal marking, just do both, do a bit of both. Seems to work well. It worked well when we had Pontus Janssen, just his job was just don't mark anybody, attack the ball, head it away, and that um, that worked well. And yeah, would, it's like I said, but normally, you know, we don't concede from every single corner. It just feels that way when we do. Any other standout performances that caught your eye today then? Everyone was sort of generally quite solid, weren't they? There was no, I mean, Alioski had his moments, did uh, Johnny? I mean, that booking was that was excellent. Yeah, you knew it was a booking from a mile off. The booking was fine. It was when he seemed to want the second booking. That is when I had a problem with him because it wasn't his foul, was it? it There's something else going on, and he got involved shouting at a linesman. The referee then had to come over and was having a chat with him and Dallas, not Dallas, Ailing, wasn't it? Who had his hand on his shoulder, trying to talk the bouncer into letting his mate stay. Basically, he was doing that. No, he's fine. He's fine. Look, he's going to be all right. You're going to be all right, aren't you? And he was going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it took him a while. And just the referee had just about said like, okay, so you're going to, you're going to be all right now, aren't you? It's going to be cool. You're not going to keep doing that. Second, he turned his back. Alioski's straight back at the linesman. You just think, no. <laughs> Who is it? They, they, they mic'd up those two. He could, the linesman can say to him, he's still going, That's you know. That's probably how he told him in the first place. Yeah, he's still talking to me. It was, it was Patrick McCallion, who's at Patrick Shouts, tweeted as uh, saying, during the game saying, a uh, bit of a bad parents' evening vibe, you know, when, when Ailing had his, like, his hand on his shoulder and the ref's like saying, like, it's been a, quite disruptive in the classroom. Uh, his results are not quite where we need them to be. A little bit more focus is needed, perhaps. They did target Alioski today, I thought. It was evident, particularly early on, that they were doing pushing more or less everything down his side. And they'd got a bit of joy at points. 
Talk. We need a left back, don't we? We've we we know this. Well, it's evident that they targeted him in the first half, got some half chances out of it, and then in the second half didn't because it wasn't working. And you know he was he was close to losing the game for us because they kept attacking him and getting round him, and then he was close to being sent off because he was being an idiot. Neither of those things happened in the end. The look of Janny is really kind of what the the rest of the team needs. If Tyler Roberts was as lucky as Janny Alioski. He would be <laughs> Pele. <laughs> He's amazing, isn't he? God bless. We'll miss him if and when he goes, I think, uh, if only for the uh, the thrill and the danger that he brings to the side. Another good performer in the second half, I thought, was Helder Costa. Agreed. Yeah, and another one where, and you know, we've questioned him in recent weeks as well, but another one where eyebrows are generally raised when he comes on. And I thought he, again, talk about players acquitting themselves well, he did fine, didn't he? Pace, dribbling, dangerous. Chelsea didn't like him, that's... Ben Chilwell cost, what, £70 million, pounds, £45 million. Pounds, some, some, Loads. Somewhere hospital kind of range and uh, <laughs> hospital new build. And um, Helder Costa, it would just be like a an operating theatre, like a block with um, maybe an MRI scanner. Going all, going um, around and through and past him and all sorts, like an X-ray. <laughs> yes, indeed. I was a bit surprised by the change, actually, because I thought Harrison was doing fairly well. He was certainly running around a lot. A ridiculous pace. I don't know if that had been his instruction was just you're going to come off after an hour or so, but you got to sprint for the entire time. But I thought he did, he did all right. He put a couple of all right crosses in. It was one very good one that um, Rudy Good got was, to first, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he's at the front post. I sometimes wonder if it's um, whether, again, trying to put your Bielsa head on, whether it's individual players' abilities, the fact that he could, because they swapped wings as well, didn't they? So then he's thinking. Costa will be able to beat Chilwell because he's got a way of dribbling that Jackie doesn't have. So that's the change. So it's not down to... Yeah, so Rafinha came left as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's not down to just Jackie's not playing very well or whatever. It's like um, when Bielsa said after the last game that when he'd taken Roberts off, he was it, it was his best period of the match, but he wanted a different player to do a different thing. And it, if that was the case, it worked because Costa did immediately come on and start skinning them down that side. Just talking about Rafinha, I jotted down during the game, it was in the 23rd minute when we were on the, the near side touchline, so he was just in front of the West Stand near the dugouts when Rafinha did that thing that you referenced earlier and chipped it over the player's head. And I just found myself laughing. I actually, I did what the kids call a lol, uh, I believe, at that. Because you've been trying to tell us, Moscow, in recent times to, uh, to enjoy this experience more and not wish it all away. So I did. At that moment, I thought, I'm enjoying this. Seeing stuff like that is fun. Uh, watching us take the piss out of other Premier League players, so-called multi-billion pound the Champions League Chelsea and that's kind of how that whole game comes across it was an enjoyable football match probably it would have added a certain amount of nerves to it but a score draw might have been a fairer result because it was probably enough for a goal each in that but I think that would have maybe the fact that nobody scored is one of the things that has kept the vibe quite cheerful because there was never that kind of gut punch moment in either direction Mm. um and we're all, you know, quite happy about it. That's, you know, a point nearer to being able to properly, fully relax. Meanwhile, Tuchel is apparently blaming the pitch. So there's kind of, you know, that helps as well. That, good. That we've we've put in a really good performance against a really expensive team. And now their top tier manager is whinging 
We should keep that pitch. You should have seen that pitch a few weeks ago. It was, it was far worse than that. There wasn't a huge <laughs> amount of skidding on it today, was there? No. I didn't notice it. In other games, I feel like it's been more noticeable. Well, it has it has dried out a bit in Leeds, hasn't it? A wee bit. I mean, there has been a bit of rain on and off, but there's also been sunshine quite crucially. I think we water it to, like mad anyway, even when it's there. I did notice Liam Cooper the other day tweeting some new studs that he'd got. So I don't know if the Leeds players have been equipped with some crampons or something to get them through games. I will say this about um, the nature of the game today. Um, what you've just said there, Moscow. Actually, I quite like every now and again having a nil-nil feels nice. It's because you, you can't constantly live on your wits end, which is what Leeds tend to do to us this season. It's either we're, we're either winning or we're losing. So by definition, it's either good or it's bad. And it, either way, it's stressful, isn't it? And I think, our you know, nil-nils are by chance, though, aren't they? Well, not not really. I mean, all, all, all nil-nils are by chance. Well, no, because because some if you watch a big Sam nil-nil though, yeah, you, 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 you can sort of it, you can you? sort of see that he's gone out. To get that nil-nil result, that was both teams trying to win, just neither could. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say the analogy I was going to make was it's like you know, ask anybody who does like skydiving or bungee jumping that you know you can't constantly be chasing the the adrenaline thrill. Every now and again, you've just got to grind one out like that, and I enjoy I enjoyed us grinding today. Well, it wasn't particularly grinding. It was a good open game yeah. with chances for both teams, and either team. Could have won, there could have been goals for either side and there was good shots, there was good saves, there was some skills, there was some funny stuff. It was perfect, really. It was an enter- it was an entertaining nil-nil, all, all things considered. And like you say, if we were scrambling around for points, if we were in the situation that like Newcastle were in last night, desperately clinging on and snatching a point from the jaws of defeat and all the rest of it. Then- if we just sacked our long-serving manager who had brought us up into the Premier League, and replaced him with Paul Heckenbottom, and we're out there trying to get whatever we can, whatever kind of 5-0 defeat we can get away with against Chelsea, it would be a very different vibe. But because we're the best team in the world, with the best manager, then it's fine to just let Chelsea go away with a, an away draw that they they came for and got. That's what it is that I like about today, actually. That's, that's at the root of this. It's the two managers. It's the fact that it's elite manager against elite manager, and it felt like an elite game did that in the Premier League with our largely championship squad, which is I was going to say, with, with Gianni Alioski, just but it's, buzzing but it's, around But there. it's brilliant, isn't it? The fact that we can compete at such a level with the amount of money they've spent. With, you know, Tuchel's not going to be cheap either, is he? And we've got Bielsa, who obviously isn't cheap, but that squad. I did a bit of a glance at their bench. I mean, I know our bench had Cock and uh, Rodrigo on it today, which was, was an improvement on recent weeks, but they've got a couple of England internationals. They've got a £70 million sub-goalkeeper. They've got like France's striker, Germany's striker, a fifty million pound midfielder, the bottom Real Madrid. It's 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 a lot of options for them. And apparently, the post-match uh, commentary or discussion on BT Sport is all about how Chelsea they just <laughs> need a number nine. Oh, just need to sign a number nine. Get Erling Haaland in, and there'll be a team. Then they made six changes as well, and still had an extraordinary first eleven. And you know, we we may say yeah, an elite match with Gianni Alioski in it, but talk about an elite game with Harry Maguire in it and how much he costs and how much fucking hilarity he provides. There's a lot of crap players around. I mean, think about Paris Saint-Germain where they've got Neymar and they've got Mbappe, but then they've got, it's, um, what's his face from Stoke? Super moting. And, you know, who is, who plays in centre midfield for Paris Saint-Germain? Nobody knows. It's just, it's a decent player who probably costs the absolute earth. So there is a lot of rubbish floating around in in the elites and we do we have one of the things about this season that's kind of making it harder for us is we've come in and done so well that teams are trying to 
play against us as if we are a top six team. The, the teams from the lower half don't want to get beat against Leeds. They're worried about playing Leeds. Villa was a perfect example. Villa played against us as if we were Liverpool and they were trying to get out of there with, you know, oh, we've just got to defend, 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 otherwise we can't beat Leeds. So when we do come up against Chelsea now, it is absolute, it's peers and we're better because we're not Chelsea. So we we should win. Yeah. Uh, Well, we've now heard in the post-match from uh, Bielsa, yeah, a very correct performance uh, from the defence and from Calvin Phillips, which I think is a nice way to phrase it. We've not even mentioned Calvin Phillips, have we? That's bad of us. Yeah, he was, he was brilliant today, yes, but in, in, that, in that understated way that he is in games like that. And we, we realise how much, how brilliant he is when we miss him. And I preferred Dallas in midfield today as well. I felt like that whole thing just felt better with him, yeah. with him there from the start. I think with um, Phillips and staying on the kind of the Alioski vibe, Phillips was always there, wasn't he? So if there's any problems from anybody, and I think it helps strike, it helps Urente, Phillips just, whoosh, I'll sort this. There were a few moments it. when he just cut things out today when it was in the box. He did run away from yes. from, from his man once. But other than <laughs> once, that... Everybody gets one. Other than that, he was cutting things out really well. He must have sensed danger elsewhere and ran to it but without just forgetting that there's a man right in front of him with the ball about to shoot. Um, maybe it was uh, the danger was in Liam Cooper's browsing history because Phil Hay, to quote Phil Hay, says Cooper was sick. So who knows what he's been looking at? So disgusting. Poor old Cooper. He might struggle to get back in after that. It's hard to drop either of them. Um, Rodrigo, uh, yeah, it was about output levels. He wasn't fully back up to match fitness. So says Bielsa. So yeah, all, all kind of makes sense. Not a bad day all round then. I mean, he didn't bring him on tactically, did he? And then take him off. He brought him on because he had to. And then the tactical change came later, didn't it? Essentially. It's, so it's fine. Yeah, Bielsa says he thanks Rodrigo for his output. <laughs> <laughs> which exceeded what he should have been capable of. I mean, he exceeded any output that any of us could do. That is, yeah. that is a very uh, Bielsa parents' evening thing to say as well. Thank you for your output. Because <laughs> there was a point where we were laughing in that second half, Michael, wasn't there? Like uh, when we could hear Bielsa bellowing from the touchline, you, you know, whether it was a move, move, or run, run. And like, I just want to stop. Marcelo, can't I have a break? It's tiring. That was just after we'd seen Pascal Stroik at a corner yeah. looking. <laughs> Absolutely hollowed out by um, <laughs> running around constantly. And he wouldn't have been expecting to play either. He had to come in late for Liam Cooper, who um, we don't know. Phil has said, that, you know, Bielsa never says whether it's COVID or not, whatever this sickness is, but maybe it's just a headache, bad, a bad bug, something like that. Yeah. But uh, hopefully it's all right. Let's wrap it up then with um, heroes and villains then, if we can. Some good performances today. I mean, nobody massively outstanding for either side, really. Just an all-round good, solid clash. I feel one. like Roberts and Costa deserve one each for doing well when they, they they bear the brunt of a lot, don't they? Those two. And they were both good today. I glanced through Twitter at, at halftime and saw somebody replying to something completely unrelated just saying, don't think Roberts and Costa are good enough at this level. Costa wasn't even on the pitch at this point. It just seems to be the, this go-to opinion that people just need to constantly tweet, oh, Costa's not not up to it at this level. He's sitting on the fucking bench. So give them a uh, a hero nomination for shrugging all that off and playing very well. And similarly, in a similarly kind of patronising mode, I'd like to nominate Chelsea as heroes because none of them, apart from maybe um, the one who sounds like Juninho, but he's not. Jorginho. Jorginho. <laughs> the rest of them didn't annoy me in the excessive way that Chelsea, if you think Chelsea with mm. Dennis Wise, Jody Morris, um, Gordon Jury. They didn't even have a Frank Lampard. Chelsea. 
No, they were all just kind of, Rudiger was a bit, um, I noticed he shoved Calvin Phillips off the ball one time and he probably should have had a, a booking for kicking Ailing after the, the game had stopped, after the whistle had gone. But not, I didn't come away from that game really hating a Chelsea player. So I feel like they should be nominated as heroes for achieving that. Yeah, well, on that, well, on that flex then, um, I would like to nominate as a villain, probably the only villain, Dennis Wise, for being our manager, but also for that foul on December the 19th. 1999 in the opening 10 seconds on Lee Bowyer. Should have been booked for that, but Jeff Winter wasn't having a bar of it, was he? We speak about that on this week's Extra Ball, actually. In honour as well of um, the Ken Bates Villainy Awards being in his name, Ken Bates, because he popped up in uh, in the papers in advance of this and just, you know, he, he has existed in the world, hasn't he? So he needs a, a nomination as villain whenever the Leeds versus Chelsea comes around. The, 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 his, his long-term dream today, wasn't it? An empty Allen Road? That was always what he seemed to be aiming for. Oh yeah, but you've got two foreign owners as well there, so you know. Mm. Can't yeah, so, some of the uh, the money from that game might have gone overseas. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Would hate to think it went to a, I don't know a tax haven or something. Anyway, let's wrap it up there. Then we'll um, come back to you in a few days' time once we've had a dive into propaganda to find out what the uh, the Chelsea fans thought. And if you are a TSB Plus subscriber, keep an eye on your emails as well, so you can tell us what we got right and what we got wrong and what we should have talked about on this podcast and we'll bring you all that on the main show uh, through the week we'll see you in a bit bye bye The Match Ball Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.